Now, first the children, and then the adults. Can you all see me okay? Okay, now just think for a minute if President Obama was coming to Salt Lake City and was going to visit your school. You probably would make up big sign that says, Welcome, Mr. President. And your teachers would give you little flags to wave. And you'd probably clap your hands and cheer for him, right? That's, that's what you would do. You can see that on television when he visits a school or a community. Well, that's sort of the way it was when Jesus came into Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. They thought he was going to be a king. They had been expecting that God was going to send someone to be king of the Jews and to rule over the world like King David had done so long before. And so when he came in, they all were excited. He had been out preaching and teaching out all around the countryside and now he is coming to the capital city. And they just got all excited and they began to shout, Hosanna! Because that's what they said in those days. That's why we say it today. It doesn't ring true, but it's sort of like cheering for the president or doing a cheer for somebody or clapping your hands. Hosanna! That's what they would say. And they took, they went out into the fields and they cut branches. Well, this is in Jerusalem is a desert country and they had palm branches. And they put their cloaks on the donkey and they, they put their cloaks on the road. You know, that's your coat. And so they, they threw these down so they made a royal highway for the new king to come in. Only Jesus fooled them. He wasn't coming to be a mighty warrior king. He didn't come in riding on a great big tall horse that had dangling bells and silver harnesses. He came in sitting on a donkey, which is a lowly burden of beast, beast of burden, where people would put loads on it and haul it into town to sell. And he came in not to overthrow the government, but to teach us how to live closer with God. And that's why everybody was so excited. But then later, later they were sort of angry because he wasn't the kind of king that they thought he would be. He came to build up a peaceable kingdom and the kingdom of God. And now for you adults... You know, change theorists say that um, when change is going on, that first you have sort of stability, what has been. And then you have a time of transition while the change is beginning to be implemented. And then you have another time of stability after the change has been implemented. That transition times sometimes becomes rather chaotic. Uh, nobody's certain whether we have a foot in the old world or a foot in the new world. That's just, we're, we're, it's chaos. And some people are being dragged 
screaming and crying into the new and bold people are already there saying, come on, it's not so bad. That's what Holy Week is about. Holy Week is the tipping point between the old and the new. And actually all three years of Jesus' ministry is that time of transition, but it culminates in this week that we're entering today. The week that we call Holy. And they, the, the people were excited about it, but they didn't understand it. Confusion reigned. They weren't quite sure what it meant that he was going to bring in the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of Israel. They didn't understand what it meant to bring in the peaceable kingdom, but instead they wanted him to bring a warrior who would lead them to overthrow the Roman oppression. Well, if you compare Holy Week to a time of transition, I think that the American Protestant Church has been in the midst of a Holy Week for about 30 years. We were real clear what church was about, and we have a name for that period of time from Constantine until the 20th century. We called that Christendom. And in North America, since our founding as a country by people who fled for religious persecution, we have been a Christian nation. The church has stood at the center of family and community life. The church had been the moral authority, and it was the natural thing that you grew up Christian. Because we were a Christian nation. We didn't ask people, well, are you a Christian? That was a given. But starting 30 to 40 years ago, our culture here in North America and elsewhere in the world began to shift and to change. And God is leading us into a new future, but we're not there yet. And there has been and there continues to be chaos, a time of transition, a time of uncertainty, because we no longer live in Christendom. That era that I just described has ended, and we're now living in a new time. And we're sort of like living in this extended time of Holy Week. And we're moving through the week slowly, First Baptist Church had its triumphal entry, its golden era, back in the 1950s when Fen Fowler, Dr. Fowler, was, was the pastor. And this place would be full. There would be 1,200 people. And leaders of commerce and of Congress and of capitalism would be in this place. And we would all worship together as one community. And something is changing. And God is calling us to live in a new way. To respond to this culture. The mission field is no longer someplace far away, but the mission field is now outside the door. We no longer can assume that 
everybody is a Christian because our neighbor may be Muslim or Hindu or atheist or whatever, something different. We are a pluralistic society. And so this is a time of insecurity and uncertainty. And we are going through a time just like Holy Week. And so I want to invite you, when we come to the ending of the service with the enactment of the Passion of Christ, I want you to pay attention to how it feels. Because that's where we are in this time of transition. And when you see that people uh, deny Him, when people run away, when people cease to believe, when people are just simply confused and scared, that's what we're feeling. Because we're living through Holy Week writ large. It's taking us 30 years. But what I want you to do is to remember that we know that Easter is coming that that time of stability will reappear after we've gone through the time of transition. That there will dawn a new day of power and strength and might in our Lord. And so what I want you to do, unlike what they did in the original Palm Sunday, where they had waved their palms and then picked them up with their coat and followed Jesus in only to later holler, crucify him, crucify him. I want us to drop our palms and all of our festivities as we move into hearing about the passion of Jesus and to say, not crucify him, but to say, oh God, what next? Lead us, Lord. We drop our palms and our frivolous cheering and we seriously look to the rising of a new day, the dawning of the new era that God is already preparing for us.